Hi, this is Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. I'm at RSA, speaking with Menno van der Marl, CEO of Dutch consultancy Fox IT. Menno, tell me a little bit about Fox IT. Uh, Fox IT is a cybersecurity company which, uh, where we truly focus on uh, the highest level of cyber threats. We have an emergency response team that's doing the, the high-level investigations, and from there on we get lots of uh, special intelligence and with the, with the intelligence we try to create a platform and help our customers uh, with the threats they face and uh, that's one part of the company another part of the company is more about uh, threat defense so we have uh, that's a fact that we are launching this uh, this week is our cyber threat management platform and uh, on the one part you have this intelligence that you understand what's happening and in the platform you can actually do the process of mitigating the threats and what makes it special is that we have a platform that we uh, try to go as fast as possible from the unknown threats to the known threats. For example, if you look at the biggest hacks that have been there in the last year, they're all these bigger companies, they have invested a lot in security, but they weren't able to see the unknown threats in time and they got hacked in anyway. And what we have with our platform is a very good system, using intelligence to detect unknown threats really fast before they actually uh, escalate in the company. And so when you detect these attacks, what happens? And when we detect an attack, it, it, start, it starts with an alert. It's just an alert. And then we add context to that, intelligence context, to give it the right priority. And if it's the right priority, we also connect it to the business risk. And if it's, uh, then you know how important it is for a, for a company to actually react, react on it. And what we do is then, for example, if it's on an endpoint, uh, a new uh, uh, crypto locker comes in and uh, the endpoint starts encrypting your your special information, you can in time, you get advice what to do. For example, you can uh, shut down the endpoint before it actually gets into the network. Uh, and what we do with our system is that you get hands to what to do and do what to do the next steps. And after that, if you know this is, there has been a certain um, uh, attack, you can find uh, pretty easy if there's something else on the network or in the company that's having the same attacks and to prevent it from happening. So in terms of the space, I mean, a bit of threat intelligence here, obviously, although that term is bandied about yeah. I mean, many, many different things. So how do you differentiate yourself when you're speaking to your customers or now prospects? It's yeah. a noisy environment. I know, I understand. If you look at this uh, at, the, at the conference right now, it's a lot about that. Well, I think the biggest difference is that we understand operational uh, uh, security management. We do this for a long time. For we are the, we have the oldest SOC in the in the Netherlands. We do this for more than 12 years. So we have a lot of way of actually uh, operating after you have alerts that you can uh, react in time. Uh, our service, for example, we normally react. We have to react within 15 minutes, but the average time we react is one minute after an alert gets in. Uh, so we have a system that's really efficient. I think that's one thing that that sets us aside. And the other thing is that you have lots of different solutions here. That is just a bundle of solutions that are connected. And they say this is one platform. And the difference we have is, as we call it, simplexity. For a user, it just looks like it's one interface. It's only three clicks to do everything. But on the back end, it has really a completely integrated endpoint solution, a network solution, and uh, contextual intelligence there. Fox IT is often in the news because you're tracking information about attackers. Right. And criminal groups. What are some of the trends you've been seeing maybe over the last year with that? Where do you think things are headed over the next year? Well, what we see is, in fact, we're in the news with two things. We have an emergency response team in Europe. Whenever there is a big breach uh, and it's really complex, then it's us that's going to be there to help them. 
so that's also a part that makes us special. That's why we have good knowledge of new APTs and things that happen, and we all put that in the, in the platform. Uh, the other thing is that we really try to track down all the different malware families all the time, and, you, and we divide it in two things. We track down the, the families itself, the software, to understand what kind of versions there are, but also the actors behind it, who is using it and what do they want to do with it. And if you look at that, then you see that it always starts with the financial sector. In the financial sector, that's where the money is, there where the, the average hacker starts because they want to get money. And after a while, you see a shift from this. They're using the same software, but they're shifting to, um, to assurance and then to enterprises to, do, to use the same software for different purposes. And uh, so what we see is that it, uh, right now we see attacks all over the place, and it's not only financial anymore, but they want to go after um, uh, lots of uh, critical information. And at least in what we see in Europe is the critical infrastructure also gets hit more and more. You said you looked at the malware families, and you also looked at the operators yeah. behind that. Do the operators fall into two relatively big buckets, nation states and criminal groups? Am I missing anyone there? No, well, I think it's, uh, what we see is that uh, uh, most of the, the malware families are just used by, with different kinds of criminal groups. And the nation state are a little bit different because they are very targeted. And it's, in fact, it's a little bit the other way around. What you see is uh, when we do these big investigations, you find new IPT software with special tricks in it, just like we released today about the quantum insert. Maybe you've heard about that. And, and what we see is after a while, we see the same tricks that look very special, very difficult to analyze. They come back in the more or less standard commercial and malware kits. So one of the worries we see is that it's uh, back, back in, at Stuxnet, it took a couple of years before actually all the tricks came into the, the, the standard kits. And what we see now is APTs, whenever they are there, it doesn't take that much time anymore before they get in the, in the, in the standard criminal kits and they can use the same advanced uh, level of attacks for relatively easily, easy attacks to do. So that's the part we see. Um, and there's another thing we see is that uh, if you look at botnets, botnets have been used for a long time just to get into... Uh, on average, to get into systems and use it for DDoS attacks, to use them for financial attacks and stuff like that. And there is another change is that what they do is they want to value these botnets as much as, as high as possible. So what they, what these guys now are doing is they track down, they just get the, bot, the botnet as big as possible, and then they find out where the bots actually are. And if they're in special places, they track these special places down. For example, if it's in somewhere in the, in the critical infrastructure and you can use that information on another level, they are picking these parts of botnets out and they are selling them for a higher price for people that have wanted to do targeted attacks for the special companies. And that's also a trend we see that's changing. Allowing for more targeted attacks, but random still, right? Now they start random. Yeah. They start randomly, but then you see, okay, this might be interesting for this group of, of criminals or attackers, and they sell this, uh, this special... This, in fact, a botnet is just... It gives you access to the right computers, huh? That's what it does. So if you once have access to this computer by just by accident, and you know it's opportunistic, and it's an interesting variable computer because it's somewhere in the middle of a, a bank or it's in the middle of a company with uh, lots of IP information, this, this same botnet bot is getting much more, much more worth than just the average bot that's down, down in a private house, for example. So they are tracking that down automatically, and if you know, okay, this is an interesting one, then they sell that for a higher price to a special group, and they are going to use that that special that box for a targeted attack. One of the debates associated with tracking criminal groups or the people who are launching attacks 
you know, attributing this task. One of the interesting questions with attribution, I think, is does it help to know who's launching the attack? Because some research organizations put a lot of focus on that. Others put a lot of focus on the kinds of tools that are being used. What's your take about that? I think, I personally think it's very important to understand who is behind it. If you, because when you have a, normally what happens if you have a, if you have an attack, you get into a company, the company is not mature on, on, on monitoring and cybersecurity. So they just know there's something going on and they don't know how big it is or how small it is. They don't know anything. They just know there's something wrong in my company. And if you have a company with, let's say, uh, 10,000 computers there, it's very difficult to, to trace down what's the, what, that, what has happened. And if you don't understand anything, you just have to go for the worst. On the other hand, if you're able to track down where it comes from and it's just a 17-year-old guy who's using a standard kit doing some standard stuff and by instant he came in, for example, the KPN hack in the Netherlands was that. It was a big hack and it was, after a while we found out it was just a simple guy in the Netherlands who was doing it. Then the whole way of investigation is completely different. And, but if you find out it's an, uh, it's an attacker that's been there for a long time, for a couple of years, uh, and for example, in Belgacom, then you have a completely different angle. That means that there's something going on. You just have to have another team, another way of doing stuff. So I think it's important, whenever possible, try to track that down. And it's always... Um, uh, you have to decide what you do. You, you want to get rid of these uh, criminals as fast as possible out of your network, or do you want to just have your eyes open and find out what they do, and then start reacting? And for all new customers that have this problem, it's always uh, a problem to convince that they have to... Take some time to make this decision. It's not good to decide immediately. Okay, throw them out. I want to go on. Wrapping up here, it seems like information security gets hotter and hotter and hotter. There's more attacks. Yeah. They're more interesting. They're more sophisticated. Right. What are some of the headlines that you think we're going to be seeing maybe in the next six months or twelve months? Can you can you look ahead? Can you guess? It's always difficult to look ahead, but. If, if I look back at the APTs we see, we see more APTs all the time, and the speed, how they get uh, into the, the, the standard criminal network is really, uh, is really speeding up. So I just, I don't know, I just, well, of course it's guessing, but for example, if you look at terrorism, I, I think if you compare to what you're able to do with, with uh, digital attacks, uh, what's happening right now, what might happen, there's a huge difference. So it might be that in the near future, terrorism on the digital world will be rising uh, quite a lot because it's it's there and you, it's not that difficult to use anymore you need to have just have a couple of experts to do it and because we have a couple of examples that it worked out really well uh, there's a good chance that it will rise Beno thanks very much for your time today alright for Information Security Media Group this is Matthew Schwartz thanks very much for joining us